tell you this. I have I have seen I saw this virus coming uh, in, in my first session. And yes, way, you did say that. And when you said that, I'm like, wait a minute, this is three yeah, years ago. And I'm exactly. like, this happened, you know, not too long ago. So I'm like, is that the same thing? <laughs> exactly. exactly. And it's so funny because, you know, I saw it like this red cloud of fear that was just covering Earth or this part of the universe. It was this sector of the universe. It was just covering it. And it's it's a kind of it's a consciousness, right? It's fear. It's literally fear. And and I remember in the hypnosis, what I'm seeing is like, you know, how is it affecting the humans? It's the use of itself within them, right? So we have that as a part of fear within our, you know, it's a part of us and it's a part of our human experience. But when it's weaponized against us, that's when it starts to destruct the body. And I, what I, what I recognized in that was that, you know, there will be a lot of people leaving the planet, and how they leave is is kind of a choice. It's a choice of either staying in the physical and experiencing these things, or, you know, leaving and. And that choice of, of leaving the body, not transmuting, not raising your vibration, it really makes you a match to this heavy kind of destructive energy. And that's kind of exactly what we're feeling, what we're experiencing right now collectively. So the raising of our vibration is really imperative, imperative at this time. And for the next, you know, five years. I've been watching some more of your videos. So you actually did some other hypnosis sessions with some other practitioners mm -hmm. and i tell you what the stuff that comes through is like mouth dropping stuff like like what like like you know and you kind of go like how much is this is true like is this true like and i know it's all about what you think is reality and perception and everything but i was like man if only 10% of what was said was true, it would be just mind blowing, mm -hmm. you know, like world changing. Yeah. So. You know, the interesting thing about that is like, if you, if you kind of go back to my history, like how I even got into that, I started off my journey to kind of wake up myself in, in, 2000, in 2008, 2009, where I really started to do meditation and work under a shaman. And after that, I funded Bay Area Meditation. And then I really kind of started after like really traumatic experiences and then my startup, you know, succeeding and then crashing a couple times and going through that, you know, earth process. I think it kind of took me into the corner where I started to realize that externally, I kept hearing the same message over and over again, but I didn't know how to reach that message. The message was love yourself, you know, learn to uh, be present, all of these little cliches that turn into cliches after a while of hearing them over and over again. But my question was, okay, so how do I get there? Like I do everything that they're telling me on the surface level, but what else? Is there anything else I'm not changing? There isn't any change in my life. I'm still experiencing the same suffering and pain. So I noticed that I had to go even deeper and I began to really meditate daily and do some work. And I, through my own journey, not really following any specific guidance of any kind, just began to meditate and things started to come up. Emotions, past life experiences, uh, these repetitive patterns in my life. And I realized after tracing all of those that they were rooted in the mm. idea that we are 
uh, experiencing these cyclical patterns and I noticed them in my family lineage and so on and so forth. So I started to see and I'm okay, we seem to be moving through some kind of systems of emotions and thought forms that we all humans seem to share collectively. And why is that? Why are most of us humans suffering on some level, one or another level? What got us there? What are the systems in place that brought us to that, to that, you know, moment? And how did we become indoctrinated mm -hmm. within our social systems, you know, our family systems to believe that this is the way things need to be. And breaking all of that down took me, uh, I used to meditate up to eight hours a day, nine hours a day. You know, I just, heard about that. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow. really. And, and it was interesting. I mean, I even took time months off work, off my company, you know, just to focus because I realized that there was so much suffering that I had suppressed, I began to have memories that I never even remembered in childhood, all the way back to the crib, I began to remember what happened with my mm. parents and all these things. And, you know, I, re I recognized my parents, their suffering, their grandparents suffering, and I began to go all the way back to the ancestral lineage chasing the genetic code. And it took me to look at the collective suffering that was part of my race, you know, like where I was born. And, you know, uh, uh, my family was born and I noticed the patterns were the same over and over again. So this kind of began to create a deep, deep deprogramming of all the programming. So now we're going way through to the core emotions. So mm -hmm. I wasn't watching television. I wasn't hearing anything. I wasn't reading anything. It was just years of that. And then in 2013, I had that conscious contact experience, which, you know, I definitely did not expect because I, I didn't really consider the topic of ETs at that level, that physical level until that happened to me. And when that happened to me, you know, I was literally taken out of my room here in Union City, California. Um, in front of these greys and they show me and introduce me to children that were mine. My aunt was on the craft. Okay. My world was turned upside down. They wow. introduced me to what the matrix was. They showed it to me down to the molecular level. And for the first time in my life, they introduced me to feeling this feeling of complete nothingness and yet completely interconnected to everything. And it was that point that I had been working to get to that point of neutrality after all that deprogramming that they came in and kind of ignited and kind of solidified that understanding on that level. So I was a blank slate at that point. I didn't have any kind of, um, I didn't read any books researching any of these things or any kind. And it wasn't until 2017 that I had the hypnosis that I started to channel all this information in words that I've never heard before, that I never spoke before, everything from Naki, an Anunnaki to Nephilim to Draconians. I mean, all this stuff started coming in and, you know, and it was in it, honestly, after those hypnosis, it took me a moment because I had to, I was having my own existential crisis, having the same questions as you, you know, is this real? Could it be that I actually channel something that is potentially real? You know, and so it took me a moment. And in the medit in in my meditations, I I dove dove deeper into the information, and it surprised me. It shocked me that it resonated with so many people. I couldn't believe it. 
But thousands of people started coming out saying, Geraldine, you know, you're absolutely right about this. Like, I've researched this part. And all these pieces started coming together, right? And as I went deeper in, I began to channel more and more information in these hypnosis sessions. And I began to do research of my own on physics, on his historical timelines, you know, on genetic code. I was shown holographic DNA. I started to look at the physics of that. Is that even true? The, bi the biological aspect of our body. And it turns out that there is actually so much supporting evidence for all these things. And there's a, there's an entire fields of people that study this specific thing. It's, it's really future science, you know, that's uh -huh. really not in mainstream right now, but it's definitely there. So it's bridging these worlds you know mind body soul that help us have like this clear picture of what we're dealing with wow yeah i remember in one of your sessions you did say that like, like we're only scratching the surface of what technology really could do oh yeah and like the the more that we open up our minds and you know to the other realms that we will have a different type of technology that you couldn't explain nowadays we'll think it's magic kind of thing you know it wasn't yeah. like words but that's how I was taken i was like yeah so like our technology is <laughs> so primitive compared to what it could be yeah so, now well, yeah go ahead that first session that you was talking about was that session uh episode 133 with 133 yes mm -hmm. okay. yeah. So, yeah and i'll leave a link in the description if anybody's interested in watching that one so and or your playlist has it too correct that's right. It does have it on my website. Yes. Yeah, but you're welcome to see the link as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have a link to that video. And she has a playlist of it as well, where you can see all three of them, you know, that she has. But very interesting. That's, and that was the first video that I saw of you. And I, and I was like, man, that would be cool to interview you and get your brain. But I was like, you know, I just had to find that theme, that concept mm -hmm. to link it to. And then and then so be it you know creating this playlist for new world order order versus uh you know the new earth and everything so i'm like haha i have a connection so <laughs> i could pick her brain Hello, everybody. So today I'm interviewing Geraldine. First, I'm going to say how I ran into her and how I met her. So she has a, a YouTube channel and she has some sessions where she was under hypnosis and her first channelings or her first hypnosis sessions, she had a lot of great information that came through. And I thought the information that came through uh, would be perfect for this playlist series that I'm creating where it is talking about information about the new earth versus the new world order. And, you know, why is the NWO trying to stop the new earth? You know, what is the meaning of the new earth? And who is the NWO? And so on. So I wanted to get Geraldine's feedback on this. And this is going to be episode two. And it's going to be a playlist on my YouTube channel. And it's going to be called New Earth versus the New World Order. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, it will be New Earth versus NWO, and it will have episode two at the end of the description. So uh, first definition I want to get out the way would be the New World Order. So when we're saying these things, or the NWO, it, just to make it simple, it's 
you know, negative beings, negative ETs, negative energy, old programs, bad politicians, you know, bad, you know, people with power and, you know, corruption. So that's the NWO part, the new world order part. Now, what would be your definition of the new earth? So the concept of new earth, the idea of new earth is not really something that I, I, I don't want to put the idea into or the visual into the minds of people that there is something completely separate than the reality that we're experiencing right now. Because what we're dealing with in terms of a new earth or a new experience is really something that we are assisting in co-creating um, from the inside out. Uh, and the design of the entire function and creation of the entire multiverse functions in the pattern of creating that is self-similar. So we are literally living within spheres of spheres of spheres of self-similar patterns that function in that same way. And what does that mean and how does that relate to us? As above, so below, what is inside is an entire universe in itself. There is a multiverse within itself. And within this physical body, we have the ability of changing and navigating the external universe. And we are literally co-creating from the inside out. So what we're experiencing and what all the sages of since the beginning of time have been discussing is the alchemy of the human, the superpowers of the human. How does this entire universe come in and tap into the energies and the abilities to manifest and create life and experiences in, in the universe. And so that's exactly what we're talking about. It's the transmutation of energies that are either stuck into energies that are in now co-creating, that are moving, that are acting. And the consciousness that is linked to those actions, the intention and the consciousness, whether it's conscious or not conscious defines the outcome of those creations and we in in a sense are creating these kinds of outcomes in infinity right because we are infinite uh creators there's infinite potential that we are that we tune into as much as we can create we can also destruct and especially in this three-dimensional plane where we are here to experience this kind of dualistic output of what we co-create. Um, some of our creations can sometimes become counter-creations. And that's kind of what we, the cycle that we're kind of stuck in at this time. When a human organism is not accepting its own consciousness, is not embodying that consciousness, it begins to counter-create inherently it's basically rejecting its own consciousness it doesn't want to be aware it's sleeping it's in that hypnosis ah. right and so that disconnect that hypnosis pulls them away from the ability to tap into the laws of creation and create instead of counter create so what we experience in the world including with the new world order you know is consciousness that has chosen to reject itself and what happens when that happens anything that re re rejects its own consciousness now becomes parasitic because mm -hmm. it believes that it is not a self-sustaining system it believes that it needs to feed off something external in order to provide it life force in order to provide it uh you know food or you know to sustain its existence 
So this is what we're dealing with. So what the new world would mean, in other words, would be the human that accepts his consciousness, is aware of that consciousness, and the laws that support the creation of that consciousness. It's very much interconnected. We are interconnected as one organism of consciousness. So whatever we go through affects literally the collective. And that's kind of what we're at the point, the pinnacle point in our collective evolution that we're at right now. We are in a sense in an organism that is naturally evolving because this, the design of this multiverse is that it's moving in a, in a spinning manner. Everything functions in that trajectory of, a, of, of spinning because it's basically a vortex. We are, you know, vortexes, white and black holes. Uh, you know, we are, we are this collection of life force that is spinning to create movement, to create this center of gravity, of force. So our body also functions that way. When our centrifugal life course is blocked by pain and suffering, it doesn't move, it stays stuck. And that's kind of what's happening in our earth right now, right? The earth is uh, experiencing a lot of really toxic behaviors, parasitic behaviors, and therefore getting sick. You know, the planet Earth, it gets stuck. All of these natural things mm. that are supposed to be in balance go out of balance. So the organism becomes imbalanced. So mm. the That's new Earth, yeah. I mean, it's it's one way to look at how we, we're co-creating. But everything that we are uh, expressing, you know, subconsciously in our mind is everything that we are, which is an accumulation. It's a, it's a holographic expression which is in the DNA, in our genetic code that makes up this complex organism, is a combination of your ancestor lineage that goes down your mother, your father lineage, all the way back to the origin of life that creates the conception of life on this planet. Wow. And because time is not linear, we are literally tapping into those aspects of ourselves simultaneously right now. So the concept of the new earth is the idea that the human is now tuning in to its potential for greatest creation. We are reaching the pinnacle point of the civilization of mankind where there it's what's happening is that, you know, technology begins to mimic the organic and that's where we start getting transhumanism, artificial intelligence, all these things happening. But mm. at the same time, the human, because imagine this body, although it's organic, it's one of the most advanced technologies and i've heard <laughs> yeah and and you know technology mimics nature that's how we learn how systems function it's that incredibly beautifully complex organic design that we are and we are coming into the pinnacle point where we're becoming aware of our technology and that's where that singularity moment occurs where the consciousness becomes aware now we're no longer these mechanical robots artificial intelligence we now in embody this organic life form which is now creator so this is kind of what we're doing, and I believe that we're doing this. This is, this is the moment. These next 10 years will be essential to fast-forwarding our human race into not just new technology, but this concept of the new world order, right? We're at a point where we're choosing collectively mm. which direction we're taking. And so it's, it's a very important time. Gotcha. Wow, that was a lot to uh, take in. So first part would be tapping into all that information. So it's kind of like as our vibration raises, we'll be able to tap into all that information, all that past life history and so on. Yeah. 
And would that also still be considered the 5D Earth that you hear about? Yeah, so uh, the 5D Earth, um, what five fifth dimension, right? So uh, is one of millions of dimensions that we're actually moving in and out of. We're actually constantly moving out of multiple dimensional planes. So it's not just 5D. Okay, so the idea that we're moving into 5D, really, we're moving into through many dimensional planes. As a matter of fact, look ah, at it this way. That's look interesting. Yeah, and it's a kind of a uh, more empowering way also to look at it. And the reason why is because in waking time, you and I are speaking to one another, but sometimes we forget about ourselves and we go into this little hypnosis where we kind of zone out, right? And so in that moment, the moment that you're conscious and connected to yourself and who you're speaking to, you're present in your body. You're, you're in one certain dimensional plane. When you begin to doze off and you kind of leave the body, you're literally mm -hmm. entering another dimensional plane. Right. Okay, but your essence and your consciousness isn't aware of that because you're not awake. You're not paying attention. It's the same thing in dream time. In dream time, we are traveling all night long and because the body is resting, but our multidimensional aspects are traveling in dream time. We can enter the Akashic Records. We can go into many dimensional planes that are in the eighth, ninth, to the up to the 12th usually dimension for most people maximum and then those that are light workers and waking up a little bit more sometimes they go into higher higher dimensions uh, so gotcha. you know so we're we're constantly working and everything that we're doing in those states this is where we have abductions and fee and experiences of participating in et agendas and stuff like this this is where uh the military uses a lot of psyops and um, you know mind control to manipulate these kinds of aspects these fragments from the self that are unconscious they hmm. know this and they utilize that and weaponize that against the person right for example mk ultra programs right where they create this fragmentation that creates alters that can be easily manipulated all of that is possible because of our design of multidimensionality so this is something that we need to really become aware of because if we are very much in the feeling body and in the state of survival, let's say the first three chakras or constant surviving, fearful, we are very easily manipulated, very easily, uh, you know, hypnotized with specific technology that will take us into a place of complete disempowerment. Mm -hmm. And that's where all the parasites or all of these greater powers of the New World Order, this is why they have been working, because the, the human race becomes disconnected from its ability to become aware. Mm. Um, so the idea that we are ascending, we are it's a natural expression of us, but the human has to choose that ascension. They, the human has to want to be awake. It has to want to activate its awareness. And that is a process. That's something we have to discipline ourselves and understand through education why it's important. Gotcha. So it's kind of like you have two options, red pill, blue pill. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, that's a great, you know, that's newer, a great analogy. NWO yes. Earth, you know. Sure. Yes.
Interesting. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, in that film, remember that one of those guys were offered, you know, oh, I want to be rich and I want to have the stakes and I want to have the money and the girls, right? right? Mm -hmm. Remember, so that, that's exactly, that's so perfect because that's kind of exactly how it is for the human to go into hypnosis. The hypnosis is the sensory body, right? You get to enjoy and savor all of the human uh, experience but with that of course because you're in a dualistic expression you're experiencing suffering and pleasure in order to feel pleasure you have to know the opposite of that in the physical body so it's tied to that kind of human experience so what the invitation is now is to go beyond that right not just be trapped in the limitations of the physical body but begin to know that you are more than that so with all that being said then you know Everything sounds awesome and good, but why Why would the NWO, the New World Order, try to stop something like that from happening? Like the New Earth and the higher level of consciousness, the higher level of being, why would they try to stop that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is a, this is a, it's by design, um, a consciousness that there is something called free will, right? Mm -hmm. The free will. Right. And so the free will, the law of free will, which is a universal law, it's very important to understand the universal laws, first of all, okay? And this is one of the most important universal laws in which every organism has the ability to become conscious and aware of itself. But it also has the ability to choose not to be aware. And so again, anything that rejects that consciousness becomes parasitic. Um, and it's it's very interesting because we see this depicted historically in books like the book of enoch where from the source there became the one and the one became the two and then that two then kind of created this human race that we are and we are all descendants of these uh races right so all of these are yeah it, it really is and it's a depiction because i see that design in everything even our, in our own healing and our own evolution we're dealing with the exact same thing so if we think of you know this parasitic consciousness that now needs to depend on something else without having consciousness that is hypnotized you know it wouldn't survive because it wouldn't have a food source to con to sustain it so mm -hmm. we basically have the free will choice of experiencing all potential things we come into this three-dimensional plane in which you experience duality and what better way to experience duality by coming into this physical body right so here uh these beings literally there are certain races that are architects of what we call the matrix and we're not the only world with that matrix. There are many worlds with that matrix, with that, those kinds of designs in which they are built from the inside out. They know the way that we function more than we do. And sometimes it takes a lifetime to discover that. For example, for me, it took me those years of meditation and deprogramming to figure out that I was even in hypnosis. And when I deprogrammed that hypnosis, I realized, wow, you know, I'm none of that. None of those things that the world has told me I am. None of those things are true to me. So what am I? And you begin on this journey to identifying that you're actually something completely different. You're everything and nothing at the same time. And that allows you to come into a powerful state of creation and not getting locked in to the things that can be perceived as fearful or scary or helpless or any of those ideas that are part of this design. The idea of the matrix is to continue to 
drill into the mind but through hypnosis that we are helpless and that we don't have a choice that we don't have free will and that we're not able to heal our bodies we're not able to awaken consciousness so we just have to be very clear that because of those laws of creation and the way that we function that's why these things are happening mm. so the the opposite of that would be for us to break free of those belief systems and understand that we are an advanced technology that we're multidimensionality that this is just one part of us having physical experiences that we don't need to hold on to and make a part of ourselves we don't have to hold on to our trauma pain suffering all of these things right Right. And and that's where this superhuman is born. That's where this amazing human is now awakened. Interesting. So in a way, you mentioned hypnotized and so on. So would it be that the NWO, one of their tools to hold us down, will be to like hypnotize us in some kind of way? Absolutely. Form of yes. fashion to hypnotize us to where we're down here at a certain plane when in reality we should be raising up exactly and the hypnosis i mean we live simply need to look at if you just simply here's some proof for you tangible proof right we just take a look at who was the father of pr in history right it was the the, the nephew i believe of freud right and so this guy uh was the one using the understanding that freud had of humans and the psychology of humans to weaponize that against them right how do we tap into the weaknesses and to the needs, the deep needs that the human itself, because it doesn't meditate or take time to get to know itself, you know, how do we use those deep desires and put them against them in a way where we can position them in the market to now be consumers or to now reach outside of themselves? In other words, we have been in a training camp of becoming parasites more and more and more because we are being told that we're helpless, that we have no power, you know, that we are in fear. Uh, that we we can't be we healed or we can't become well and so it's coming in from different directions from the food that we're eating from uh, society from the structure of society and the imposed illusion of family for example which is also weaponized in a way because we have this illusion right based on Disney and films as to what our family should be but in reality the truth about our nucleus about our relationships is something completely different that an average human probably wouldn't be able to understand unless they were able to see you know beyond that illusion so as you can see all of these things put us more and more into the corner where we believe these lies these lies of, of the world in fact everything that is divine including sex is inverted inverted into its most primal form in which man cannot connect with it in a natural way and you end up feeling shame guilt and a complete disassociation with what you are as this human aspect of yourself and that's how you fragment someone you know and and the next best thing for that poor human to do is to disassociate completely since it can't understand its own complexities you know so this is how we end up being forced into that hypnosis so it's but again it's up to us it's only a matter of time for us to become aware wake up and change the way we interact with those things yeah you, you kind of answered my next question because i was going to ask you what some of the things that they do to hypnotize us with and you mentioned some movies and some other things as well but is there anything else that they use 
I mean, the emotions uh, are our biggest tool and are and is what is mostly weaponized against us. Okay, the emotions because the emotions are very complex. They are a vibrational expression that the human is able to generate. That is actually plays a big role in what we're creating and it's complex emotions have layers right so subconsciously you might be feeling really unworthy but on the face you know you have this smile on your face you're always keeping this face and and you always have this thing oh i'm always happy and always good and always all these things but subconsciously you know you've dealt with so much trauma you've dealt with a lot of fear things you have an insecurities and that's actually what's creating your reality. So you come into these cyclical experiences where you keep meeting triggers like this. And they can be in your partner. It could be in your family, in your workplace. Mm. Right? So how we become hypnotized through the emotions is that because we're so disconnected from our emotions and because we've been taught to feel shame for feeling things and we felt that men for example are not allowed to cry or women you know they're not allowed to uh, speak up or talk loud or forceful in in some ways all of these conditions that we've kind of adapted into our society are ways that have controlled and suppressed the natural functions of man and woman and that confusion of the roles of the feminine and masculine right mm -hmm. really not only is it an inversion of our potential but that is what creates confusion in the laws of creation it's really why we don't understand who we are what we are so the more that we um in other words control the emotions understand the emotions why we have them what they are um, we can begin to control now the emotional system is very much interconnected with the first three chakras the first first three chakras are connected to organs in the body okay and it's inter interconnected with the endocrine system and that's the hormonal system of the body so uh, when we're anxious and fearful we're constantly putting out anxiety and those chemicals really create inflammation in the body and ultimately sickness and illness you see right so this is why we have an entire society where we have all kinds of you know a plethora of illnesses and sicknesses and imbalance as a result of the misuse of that life force you know which is and we end up completely drained and depleted and most of us don't even realize why so this is one of the most powerful ways to keep somebody in survival to keep somebody in fear um, to kind of weaken you know their life force in their body yeah, I was going to bring up fear and, you know, of course, there's a video going around how like certain executives were saying fear sells and everything. So of course. that would be a powerful emotion yes. that they're trying to use and tap into. Exactly. And that's exactly what all of these marketing things are actually based on. If you study marketing and you understand the psychology of marketing, right? You begin to notice that really, I mean, for example, there was this example that, uh, uh, I forget the name of this man, that the founder of, uh, of uh, PR, right, historically. Um, he, he used to create these campaigns on, uh, you know, cake that comes in a box in a cake mix in the 50s. And basically, they weren't selling the, the cake mix. And, oh, and they I think were I like, know the story you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, where uh, basically the yeah. women felt so useless and they're like, oh, it's too easy. So now I have all this guilt and this shame that I'm coming up with yeah. these easy cakes. And so the solution was... All you had to do was, was add water to it. And that was... Add, add water and add an egg. 
right yeah. because the egg represents you know the the feminine the ovum like all of these subliminal subconscious things so they play with your psyche with your emotions with the most vulnerable parts of you you know and so that's kind of like the best way to, to explain how you can become hypnotized so easily by this for the new people that probably watch this video in the future so you know i know we talked about the new earth the 5d you know it's raising an elevation and so on and the new uh, world order is trying to stop it but if you can give us your uh, response to why is the new earth why is the earth changing why are we changing as well yeah well um as i mentioned i mean we we're kind of uh i think evolution is a natural design of all organisms on this planet okay so um you know but again it's as you can see, if you look at the past 10 years, a lot of this stuff is kind of coming up to the surface, right? Things that have been in the shadows, things that have been hidden, they're coming up. And I think what that's demonstrating to us is that we're going through a certain time and space in this collective universe in which it is prime for that to, to occur. It's kind of the natural aspect. And that is happening externally and internally. Internally, all of the deepest fears of, of mankind are being coming up, triggered, in order to be healed as well. Um, so this aspect of evolution and awakening, we are, it's part of our, uh, you know, design, our blueprint. So you can, you can only suppress that consciousness. Consciousness is infinite potential. So you can only suppress that a certain amount of time before this organism called the human recognizes that it is conscious, that it has a choice, that it has ability, uh, psychic abilities, healing abilities, you know, all of these free will and this sovereignty to, go to govern itself. It has all of these things encoded in it. And I think we've seen that, you know, even though the, the dark side, if you want to call it, or this resistant energy is mm -hmm. pushing to suppress more, um, it cannot, you know, suppress that in the human. It is really what we are. So it is, uh, to me, it's a really beautiful time that we're going through. You know, the humans are recognizing their potential, their ability. We, we see a lot of young generations that are coming in now of children that are completely awake. You can't, you can't look at them in the eyes. You, you feel naked because they see everything and they're fearless in what they see. It's not like our generations that were so, you know, still fearful. We were still with those religious ideas, shameful ideas, all of these ideas. These kids that are coming in are advanced now. And so that's the future. What can you do with that level of consciousness and that level of awareness? Can you imagine what our world is going to be like? Um, and I think as it merges with technology, because how does the, op the opposing side control when, when consciousness is becoming bigger and bigger and more awake, you, you, in you insert the artificiality, it becomes more manifested. And that's where transhumanism starts to become a theme, right? Now we're going into artificial intelligence and it's where these two meet that we begin to see our future. Um, we become artificial. When we are hypnotized, we become robotic. We're just responding based on triggers that we have programmed within us. So we are the artificial intelligence until we wake up. 
So I think that's kind of the thing that we're kind of working towards right now. And how we can break away from that is, again, you know, becoming aware. That's interesting. So you mentioned artificial intelligence, AI. And sometimes you hear good things about it and bad things about it. So what can you explain about AI when someone when someone says, you know, AI in like the light worker realm and even in what you've seen in your sessions? It sounds like there's a lot of good things as well. Like you're saying like we're AI at one point, but if someone was to say, oh, it's AI taking over, you know, but there's some good and some bad if you had any information on that. Yeah, I mean, so as I was sharing, like what artificial intelligence is, again, it's, it's you know, the consciousness that isn't aware that it is, that it has the ability to become conscious. So it's not that we turn into robots, it's that we become like robots in that we, be, we respond to things mechanically, right? So if somebody says, mm -hmm. you know, some insult to you, Immediately, you know, the first reaction is either to cry or to you yell at that person or, or run away, right? We have we come into the flight or flight mode that the reptilian brain begins to bring in for us. Right. Um, right. So so when we work on that, you know, when we're working at that level, um, you know, what would be the opposite of that? The opposite of that would be someone that's aware of themselves and aware of the other and recognizes themselves in this other person that is behaving this way and all of a sudden is able to, to tap into a certain compassion, not just of the other person, but of yourself. And you realize that, you know, you don't need to feel that kind of anger or that have that kind of response at that moment. And that kind of is literally an alchemical change in the body that begins to shift the energy of the body. It's it's a fusion that is created through suffering and pain, like a diamond. You know, when you when you uh, put so much pressure into that coal, it turns into that diamond. So we function in that same way. Like when we have this deep, deep suffering, it's that fusion that is created from that suffering that now creates this life force energy, this creative life force energy. And that's kind of what the human is coming into the organic. It's tapping into the organic laws of creation and it can now manifest it can create it can uh we have the ability of manifesting what we want you know the secret the you know the the law of attraction right the law of attraction <laughs> yeah yeah so that's like that's like the the surface of what the law of attraction is i mean we literally have in the body a mechanism for creation for example the crown chakra like we can we can activate our ability to manifest things by beginning to clear out the blockages, limiting beliefs that we have within us. And this is not just theory. Like these are things that I have practiced in my life. I practice them for my business. I practice them for uh, relationships, for the career that I'm, that I'm in right now, this work that I do. Right. So, and, and I work with my clients, hundreds of people every day that are working on these blockages, either through DNA reprogramming or hypnosis that begin to pull out of that mechanical way of being. So the human also, the, the other part of that is that the other way that we become hypnotized through technology, okay, not just the non-physical technology or, or mental 
is actual technology, right? Like social mm -hmm. media, like, uh, you know, our cell phones. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So all of these things, not only are they distorting the energetic field of the body, but it's a combination of things. Even the houses that we live in, uh, the square design of the houses cause an interference in the magnetic field of the body, literally. Oh, right? Even the, yeah, it, it is very interesting because when you go into nature, you immediately sense this calmness you you have this more grounding feeling you know and that is you remembering yourself that is the difference between organic and artificial another example of that so in these ways you know we have become so dependent on our, our technologies like cell phones and computer that a lot of systems in the brain are beginning to become disabled. And children that are growing up looking at the screen, they never go out to play outside. They never do this. You know, it is affecting their intuitive, intuitive abilities. It is affecting their abilities to tap into empathy and compassion, even though they come in sometimes highly empathic, right? it becomes an escape. So that is kind of how it it begins to distort the natural expression of the organism of the human. And we want to pull away from that. We want to go back into nature. We want to go back into the organic because that's where the human's power actually lies. So the next thing that you hear, you hear stories about on, on different YouTube channels or, or different sessions, anything like that, you hear the three days of darkness or the 10 days of darkness. Did you have any information on that from any of your meditations, clients or sessions? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I have, I have seen, I saw this virus coming uh, in, in my first session. And yes, you did say that. And when you said that, I'm like, wait a minute, this is three yeah. years ago. And I'm exactly. like, this happened, you know, not too long ago. So I'm like, is that the same thing? <laughs> exactly. exactly. And it's so funny because, you know, I saw it like this red cloud of fear that was just covering Earth or this part of the universe. It was this sector of the universe. It was just covering it. And it's it's a kind of it's a consciousness, right? It's fear. It's literally fear. And and I remember in the hypnosis, what I'm seeing is like, you know, how is it affecting the humans? It's the use of itself within them, right? So we have that as a part of fear within our, you know, it's a part of us and it's a part of our human experience. But when it's weaponized against us, that's when it starts to destruct the body. And I, what, I, what I recognized in that was that, you know, there will be a lot of people leaving the planet. And how they leave is, is kind of a choice. It's a choice of either staying in the physical and experiencing these things or, you know, leaving. And, and that choice of, of leaving the body, not transmuting, not raising your vibration, it really makes you a match to this heavy kind of destructive energy. And that's kind of exactly what we're feeling, what we're experiencing right now collectively. So the raising of our vibration is really imperative, imperative at this time. And for the next, you know, five years, the more we tune in to the nurturing warmth of the trust in the self, the trust in the intuition, this is how we can become sovereign, you know, self-governing um, and kind of disconnect from these systems. That, that's the next step is to disconnect whether you're defunding some of these systems with your money, with your choice of where you're putting your money, 
or you begin to make these really key choices where you now have your own home, you're producing your own food, it's organic, it's clean, it's healthy, it's made with that energy of love and creation. Those are the nurturing things that the organic self needs. And that would be the opposite of what is, uh, you know, what we're experiencing right now. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so that wouldn't be like, like when someone says the three days of darkness, anything else, or 10 days of darkness, that's not like the lights went out. That's pro probably something else, maybe more internal kind of thing. Um, it is. I mean, well, you know, we, we have been going through, you know, the darkness. I mean, I feel like we went through an entire year, year of this perceived darkness. I mean, the entire world was stopped, right? right. That That's yeah. insane. Who would have thought that that was going to happen? And it really did. You know, I mean, we, I wouldn't have imagined in a million years, but that is the pinnacle moment where that's, that stop really set the tone for how we were going to catapult in the next direction. And both energies, both the light and the dark are working really hard right now, you know, and we are, we are in that. It, it, it works through us, you know, how we choose to navigate this time. If we're going to be in a state of fear, feeling helpless and overwhelmed, we're feeding into that. We're helping co-create that. But if you're in a high vibration, aware of yourself, co-creating, you're creating something different. And so the future is in our hands, even though, you know, this has been something that's been coming a long time. And as you know, the way that this matrix is designed, these things are done ahead of time. There's a plan in place, right, to suppress consciousness. But there's also a plan in place for us. And I think what's happening right now is that we are becoming aware of our multidimensionality. We're becoming aware that there are interdimensional beings, fragments of ourselves on higher levels that are here, that are a part of us, that we are activating through our awareness to bring into this time and to pull us forward. So we're really tuning in. That is the technology. That's the real technology. Our ability to communicate. We have people speaking light language. We have people connecting with these extraterrestrial interdimensional beings. You know, all of these things play a role in helping liberate the limiting mind of mankind in the matrix right now. That's the technology and the saving grace of our future, I think. Interesting. Yeah. I, I always had this thought in my mind when you mentioned like the, the dark and the light are kind of like working together and they kind of like going back and forth. You know, it's kind of like it reminds me of like if you want to cut down a tree, if you had a saw, you got to pull the saw each way. Yeah. You got the good going one way, the dark going the other way, and then eventually you're going to cut down the tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You're, you're right. You're right. I think, and, and what helps us is to kind of pull away from having to categorize what we're experiencing. Because even though, you know, we're seeing things that are, you know, questionable out there, <laughs> you know, we if we categorize them as good or bad, we are just giving away life force, which is unnecessary. Mm. We have to really preserve our emotional life force right now because that is the force that will create wholeness healing that's what healing is it's becoming whole and not allowing ourselves to get drained by those distractions because right now there's overwhelming amounts of distractions left and right it's just unbelievable the way it's played out over the past year distractions of this social problem distractions of this collective thing this you know all these things happening so we have to be very focused at this time and disconnecting from probably social media and television, 
uh, and any kind of outlets of, the, of that kind are probably the kindest thing that you can do to yourself because the information, the true information is inside. That's where we need to go. Yeah. You know? I've heard that multiple times. Yeah. 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 So, which brings me to my next question, which was perfect timing. What are some of the other ways to protect ourselves from negative energies, from negative things as well? What yeah. are some of the other things you recommend? The most powerful way to protect ourselves is to become friends with fear. Okay. Become mm -hmm. friends with fear at an emotional okay. and energetic level. So, uh, of course, I, I, I teach energy, you know, very advanced techniques and also very simple techniques. And one of the things that I designed is something called GPAC, okay, grounding, protecting, aligning, and co-creating. And this is speaking to the blueprint of the human body, right? When we are grounded, meaning when we're fully in the physical body, we're present, we're aware. And, and the present is the only time that you can be in charge of what you're experiencing. If your mind is in the past or in the future, you're lost. You're not in your body. And if you're not in your body, you're not in control of anything, yourself or anything else. So being in the body, being in the present is the number one thing to begin that journey. Protection. And I, I kind of don't like to use the word protection because protection means that you need to be fearful of something and protect and preserve yourself. And a lot of times that word comes from the ego. What we want to talk about really is awareness, awareness of yourself, that you're a multidimensional being and that each layer of your dimensional expression is what you're experiencing externally. It is what's in resonance with the things that you're bringing in, the people, places, the things that you even hear on the news. All of that is in resonance with you. There's no such thing as something randomly coming into your sphere. So that right there, leads you to understand how much power you actually have over your experience. So your awareness of yourself. Now the awareness also speaks to literally being aware of this entire body 360 degrees because the parts of the body that we forget, like the back, you know, <laughs> um, the spinal cord becomes kind of a nest for all kinds of artificial intelligence, implants, etheric attachments, and things that drain our life force. And it does so psychologically, mentally, and emotionally. That's how that marketing works. It targets all of the unaware parts of the self. Okay, so thirdly, we're talking about alignment. The chakra system, okay, that's the emotional system. Most of us are walking around with the root or sacral wide open or total, totally distorted and fragmented from all the traumas that we had in our life. So what happens is that that becomes the creator. That suffering is what's creating. So you are now calling in, let's say, the same partners with the same traumas, same coworkers with the same dramas, oh, triggering yeah. all your insecurities, all the things that you hate like the most. Cycle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so you know, we have a choice though. So if we begin to work with those chakras and control them over time in your meditation by, uh, in a sense, reintegrating the fragments where that were created by that trauma, you now have the ability to control your emotions. And next time that person triggers you in that way, you no longer have that response because you've dealt with that. That is so healing for the power. That's super empowering for the human. 
So imagine if we all did that, no longer had any triggers. You begin to activate the heart, the throat, the third eye. This is the technology of the body going up to the 13th chakra. Okay, that's where we begin to kind of see each other more as lights than as a reflection of our sufferings. And that's where, you know, life begins to change. It becomes this magic, this co-creation that we now begin to enjoy. And that's where we begin to educate ourselves on love and joy. Because if we don't tap into those, we don't really know what love and joy is, right? Because it's not that relationship. It's that unconditional creative life force. And the creation is the seventh and eighth chakra. This is where the non-physical meets the physical. This is where we project all the experiences. So if you're completely unaware of how to use these centers, most of the time you are aligned with the karmic cyclical pattern of creation. And that's the law of accidents. All the sufferings and accidents that can potentially happen to wake you up are going to happen in your life because you're in alignment with that. But you can change that by becoming aware and living intentionally. And I teach this on my channel. You guys can check that out and learn a little bit how to do that. But if you activate that into creator self, now you're not in the karmic cyclical reincarnation cycle. You're now in the creator. And at the time of death, you've cleaned up yourself so much that this centripetal life force can easily detach from the body because it's a high vibration. It's lighter, it's faster, and it goes out into the universe into another experience that's more expansive rather than limiting. So that's kind of like some of the energetic things that I can share with you that might be really helpful. With the, the new earth and everything's changing and everything, is there anything as a collective as a whole that we can do to help the progress happen? I know you gave us a lot of information, but if you had to narrow it down just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some cliff notes to it. I know there's a lot you could do, but. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it starts with, with you. It starts with us, right? With the, our individual self. <clears throat> I think that when we um, just work with ourselves daily um, to learn the alchemy of the body, and as soon as we start feeling helpless or depression or sad, transmute that emotion consciously. Not just, don't just slap on a happy face. Like actually work with yourself to understand why joy and love is better at that moment, more constructive. And that right there is how you heal, not just yourself, but the collective, your entire family. You know, this is also where you can start getting into ancestral healing, for example. Hmm. When That's we interesting. <laughs> yeah, because, because what you'll discover by doing that is that everything that you're experiencing in your life, you're just repeating everything that your parents went through, your grandparents went through, and all the way back to the beginning of time. So, ah. if you so Yeah, so if you begin to kind of uh, discover what those patterns are in your families, you'll know why your life is the way it is, why you think, why you respond the way it is. And, you know, it, it can seem very, uh, very easy, but sometimes these things are a little complex. We don't realize that we are each other's mirrors. Even the people in our family that we have friction with or that we love the most, we're often mirroring very key things that can help us. So mm. that's, that's also a really, really powerful way. And in my community with my, with my students, with my friends that I, we heal together, 
you know, in, in these courses, this is where we have the biggest aha moments and where their lives begin to change. They are now getting the jobs that they want. They're now moving. And a lot of people are moving right now. They're moving location. They're moving careers. They're moving relationships, everything like a cube Rubik's cube. Know. Kind of, you know, <laughs> have you noticed that like everyone is moving around changing? And the purpose of that is that we're relocating to where we need to be energetically to hold space for the next, um, you know, couple years. So and it's it's an interesting time. Yeah. Now, something came to mind, and I'm glad you brought up the lineage, the ancient lineage of it. And I'm assuming that means DNA, past lives, and so on. I'm assuming you, you got it. You okay. absolutely got it. Perfect. And not many people know that, right? Right, right. Absolutely. You wouldn't think about it. So what came to my mind, and everything happens for a reason, even today. So my thought is, when, when you said that, so like, would that have anything to do with like, why so much stuff is being focused on critical race theory? Is that, you know, like, because that needs some kind of healing, some kind of like letting go or, or healing to energy for it? Absolutely. And you'll notice that a lot of attention is, is and will be going in regards to our DNA and our blood type. That's kind of like the next step technology. A couple of years ago at UFO Megacon, I did a presentation on DNA, holographic DNA being the past, the present and the future. And this really is the technology that we need to pay attention to because this obviously will be weaponized against us by the system, just as it is right now. We are two steps away from that, especially with what's happening in the world right now, with the enforcement of medical procedures and, and all kinds of other things that are occurring in the world today. But a lot of times these things are going to be now put into record keepers that based on your blood type and your DNA will say a lot about you. It'll say a lot of your information. Oh, that's new information. So yeah. they're using that like, oh, this person had, you know, they could see the blood, the blood type, what's in the DNA, what's going on with the DNA. And then would that be like how to deal with that individual kind of way? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then there's a lot. I mean, even in Japan, there's a certain there's a, there's a scientist that studied that he actually created an entire I think it was a dating website or a social media website based on that. Depending on your blood type, it'll tell you like what kind of relationship you have, what kind of food you like to eat, what kind of personalities, emotions and things you deal with. But looking at it from my perspective the holographic healer you know we're dealing with way more information than you're being told because that information is imprints on the physical level of the ancestral patterns that we're dealing with in your ancestral lineage it and it's not just it doesn't even stop there it goes to your star seed uh, aspects of yourself so those that resonate with Arcturians or Syrians or reptilians or whatever other beings that there are all of that information is encoded in your DNA so, and what that what that does is it it speaks to your ability to tune in and activate your abilities your psychic abilities your whatever abilities that you have as a human um, they either become easily accessed or easily suppressed and so that's something that we're going to probably be paying a lot of attention to. The DNA is becoming the source of uh, the expansion of storage systems. I mean, we have technology that now is looking at liquid DNA in order to store information because we're running out of space. And we are that. You see, we have huh. that technology. In a teaspoon of our DNA 
is you can fit the entire world history, right? So how much information that we're not aware of are we holding in this system? So I, I yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So I really feel that that's kind of like the next step of what we're doing. And um, collectively, this ancestral healing that we do, the whole purpose of that awareness is that we bring ourselves quicker into unity consciousness because you will understand that you're interconnected with one another. Just 2000 years ago, you and I had a relative in common, you know, and it's like, I've never met you before in person, but and it all comes together. <laughs> ex exactly. We have an origin point. Our race has an origin point. So the more we wake up to that and we become aware that we're one race, not just on the earth, but intergalactically, that's where we start moving forward in the healing. And all of this parasitic consciousness kind of begins to find its place in that. And we can choose what we're doing, you know, amongst that kind of duality. Perfect. And I'm glad you brought up DNA because that was that's some of the questions. So you just perfectly lead. Oh, cool. It. So, <laughs> okay. So I don't want to miss something. So with the DNA, so that would be the next part of technology is DNA kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know when I was watching some of your sessions just recently, just to refresh my memory, you was bringing up DNA. Was yeah. there any other type of information that is important with DNA? Oh my God, there's so much, um, honestly, Jason, like it is just so, so much about the complexities of DNA that, you know, there are a couple um, researchers, one of my favorite researchers, unfortunately, he passed last year, Peter Garayev um, in Russia that talks about holographic DNA. He's the one that brought that to the mainstream. And, you know, when I channeled the holographic DNA and saw the holographic DNA. I mean, I looked everywhere. I'd researched everywhere to see if there was some supporting evidence to help us understand that. And he's the one that laid it out perfectly. Him and Dan Winter. Dan Winter talks about, um, you know, the the physics of, of DNA. And he basically was able to map out DNA at the molecular level. Literally, it is oscillating to create its own toroidal field. And this spherical form of energy is the design of all organisms in this multiverse that we live in. As a matter of fact, it's the design of the planet Earth. It's how our bodies look. We look like spheres, actually. Um, and how do I know this? Because when I had my abduction experience, the result of that was that my psychic abilities were activated. And I began to see people's energy, see their blockages, see their lineage, see all the information about them. So I began to research that and that helped me understand what holographic DNA was. Um, but when you see the body, it is the sphere. The earth is a sphere. Um, the universe is a sphere and so on and so forth. Again, it's that self-similar pattern. But what that helps us understand that what this sphere is causing through that, that movement is a magnetic field, an electromagnetic field that is intercommunicating with one another. And we communicate through quantum non-locality. That's how new technology for healing cancer is being utilized. They're using quantum non-locality to heal and target cancer cells, for example. So, you know, this is not something new or woo-woo. It's literally something that is in our reality already, functionally. But we just need to understand how to use that. This information, everything that we are, become we deprogram the programs of the matrix and we become nothing and in that nothingness you have the ability what i mean by nothing is that you're not identifying 
or limiting the perception of yourself by any limiting belief or program that the system has imposed upon you. And when you enter that nothingness, you now have free agency to take a look at all that you potentially are. And that's where you start tuning into the information that's encoded in your holographic DNA. So all of those healers that are doing energy work and healing, they're tuning into these systems. Mm. We are, you know, we, we, some people feel, um, are, are healing their bodies by tapping into aspects of themselves in other dimensional planes that are healed, either future or past parts of themselves. They bring them into the now and they're able to heal their body. Um, and it's the same way that Dr. Gareyev has a clinic in Russia where he grows limbs, okay, with the mind using a vibrational frequency to, to tell the DNA to grow something, uh, you know, so this is never all to, do that. Yeah. So he basically did DNA reprogramming in the physical. We're, you know, from the spiritual side, we're doing holographic DNA in the nano level or the etheric level. That's the plane that we're operating on to do that healing. But we can literally change many things of ourselves and kind of that holographic DNA is the key to understanding that. Wow. And when you say holographic DNA, is that just DNA in another dimension or DNA? No, no it's DNA that's in your body. Its expression is holographic. So, um, there was a, a test done with this little lab mice that they would have them memorize moving through a maze. And even if they removed 90% of the brain, they still remembered how to go down that maze. Even though motor function was affected by that, they were still able to remember. So what, what does that tell us? That tells us that our memory is not being stored in the brain. It's being stored in the collective system. Right. And since childhood, especially the womb to the age of seven, is when we are deeply, deeply programmed as to how we're going to see the world and our life moving forward. But how is that saved? That information literally comes in through the energetic body, especially empathic kids. They absorb everything around them, not just intuitively tuning into what their parents are feeling and experiencing, but they tune into everything. So all that information is stored in the muscle memory, in the physical memory, and the DNA holographically stores that in the holographic network of the body. So we, we have so much information to us that we don't even know. Um, that this, is how, this is how remote viewing functions, right? Because we are literally tapping into the collective DNA of the earth, the holographic DNA of the earth, which is what we can call Akashic records, right? The Akashic right. records, those, <laughs> those are the holographic DNA of the earth. So we simply tap into that and we can go to China right now and take a look at what's happening in a certain street. We are connecting to the network. So everything functions in that way inside out. And, uh, you know, that's how we start tuning into the superpowers. They're not really even superpowers. These are just naturally the design of, of our of our world and our system. <laughs> Which leads me perfect to the next part. So we talk, we're talking about DNA and the holographic part. Is our DNA changing for the new earth? And also is the new world order trying to stop us from changing our dna yeah so the dna aspect of activation is actually one of the most important parts of this because what does it mean to activate dna it means that we are activating the non-physical parts so our 
physical DNA manages the physical body. But there, to DNA, what, whatever they call junk DNA, whatever they can't classify, the dark DNA, that's the physical manifestation of everything that's happening in the etheric body. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's all it's all there. It's all there within us. It's encoded in us. So when we do healing, like activation of DNA, we are, first of all, deprogramming limiting beliefs. And what that does is that it releases the information that's stagnant within your physical and etheric body, like traumas, for example, which usually end up manifesting into illnesses or pains or something like this. So, so when you heal, you actually release that suffering, that pain, and the physical will heal. Okay, the mental heals because you have changed your perspective of that experience from this very linear, maybe myopic view of what you experienced. Healing occurs when you broaden that perspective. When you broaden that perspective, now you see yourself, not just yourself and the other. You see yourself and all and why those experiences occurs. You tap into compassion and love through that experience. That's expansion. What you did on the genetic level is that you have released and replaced a new neural pathway as to how you're going to react to the trigger that occurs in that the next time something similar like that happens to you. You've changed the neural pathway and that, as we know in epigenetics, you know, when we begin to change habits of beliefs, our DNA changes as well. So we're constantly writing new DNA based on the food that we're eating, the emotions that we feel, the triggers that we respond to, uh, the air that we're breathing, things that we're thinking. All of that triggers the systems in the body to create our body. Our liver can regenerate in six months. I believe it's six months. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure um, exactly the time frame. Um, but Somebody will our... leave a comment below. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? How long does the liver take to, re to regenerate? But each one of our organs has the ability to regener regenerate and purify. And it's not just physical. You're, you're letting go of emotions. You're letting go of trauma. But if you're not doing that work, you're not going to see a lot of benefits in your physical body. So how is the system opposing that, right? So the system will do everything possible. Look how you created this platform for this information to go out. So the work that you're doing for the collective is so ridiculously valuable right now because those that don't know this will now wake up and have an opportunity to choose differently moving forward, right? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. And so the system does everything possible to continue to drill in, especially right now. This is the kind of war that we're in of fear, doubt, fear, confusion, to make the human not know what's up or down, to be confused. Yes, it does seem weird. <laughs> yeah. Left, and right. Exactly. You know, and up, down. You know, what best way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And th this is, this is, the direct result of the system that's getting ready to completely change. Because what better way to make a human lose their footing by confusing them completely, making them not trust themselves. So our work has to be focused on creating a super strong foundation of trust in ourselves, in our intuition. That's where truth is. That's where truth lies. And that directly writes the DNA into a complete activation of the self and the higher aspects where we're moving forward into the future. Now, one thing that I thought was interesting, and this was from one of your hypnosis sessions. So, and this would be 
interesting for others listening, but you brought up that DNA was like a powerful commodity, like a powerful currency to other races. Can you explain that one? Like, yeah. I'm glad you asked that question. I was going to get into that. Yeah, so it's a perfect segue into that because what else is in our holographic DNA? As I mentioned, our starseed roots are there. So, you know, all the simultaneous lives that we're living, I don't call them past lives. I call them simultaneous lives because Mm -hmm. we're experiencing them simultaneously. And so all of that is expressed in the DNA. So let's talk about what happens to men and women that are experiencing the hybridization program, for example, when they're participant in these either physical or etheric experiences that they're being taken for their, uh, you know, genetic material in order to create other life. So what is the most important thing? is that that genetic material is being utilized to create life forms that are combined with other genetic material, other races. So the code that we are is activated. It's activated. The strands of the genetic code are activated to the highest level so that it can begin to merge with other genetic codes that are activated. All it is is an activation. Really, there's probably one major prima materia or like prime genetic code for this universe that either becomes activated or deactivated and whatever is active produces the life form right so right now we're humans certain things are active some certain things are deactivated so what they do is they combine this they they activate or deactivate and it creates the hybrid and the hybrid is either used to stay on board craft really depending on the agenda that is utilizing them there are many i personally have been a part of four of them and one of them is terrestrial so this is something that's actually happening on earth and we simply need to take a look at when 23andme came out and all of these you know companies that are really just very interested in your you know ancestral they they sell it like you know learn about your ancestral but they are creating a database of your dna over time and that database has been utilized by hundreds of companies that have used that for marketing and for many other things including you know testing on uh, pharmaceuticals and other stuff so keep that in mind right so this incredible substance of prime information that tells everything about your human body is utilized to create these advanced life forms that are then inserted back into the reincarnation cycle and some of those children are those really advanced kids that we're now seeing Mary Rodwell talks a lot about them, the children that are coming into our lineages, these advanced hybrids that can talk to you about advanced physics, they can talk to you about life forms and extraterrestrials. They're very interconnected to that part of themselves. And the future of this, okay, there's many, there's many outcomes. The government is creating its own cloning system, and cloning is different. It Cloning has nothing to do with the activation of the DNA, more so controlling the information to keep drone-like or artificial intelligent-like copies of what we are, okay? Oh, so kind of have like a population that's out there that's not as advanced, like a duller version kind of thing? They're basically like robots that take, you know, take direction, take direction. And, you know, why they're doing that, I mean, what I saw is that literally in alternate planes, they are creating other worlds with us. 
and it's a part of the science of fragmentation of the soul. When we experience trauma, we become fragmented. That's how MKUltra functions with the alters. That's fragmentation. That also happens to us on everyday life. We become fragmented. The more that the human is fragmented, it almost as if it creates a web that sticks it and ingrains it more in the matrix. And it ties it so that at the moment of death, it has to reincarnate. So our ascension, our activation of DNA now has become not just, you know, to change your life and to manifest and to better the quality of your life, but we're talking now lifetimes. We're, we're bettering lifetimes. We're bettering our next manifestation of our consciousness and where it's going next. So that's how DNA is literally, and, and the children that we have, they are an extension of us. Um, so it's very interesting. It's very complex, but yeah. Hmm. Well, you brought up the kids a couple of times and mentioned a story that when I was in the Bahamas, I remember being at uh, the beach and it was like a couple that owned a hut that was on the beach and they were ser serving food and they had their little kid there, their, their baby, their child. And this baby looked as young as can be and the baby was talking and saying words. And I'm like looking at the baby, like, like, like trying to get an idea of how old is the child. And I'm like, I'm like, man, you know, um, you, your baby sounds saying words pretty clear for it to be small and little. Right. And so I wanted to relay that story to you because wow. my next question would be, what are some of the things you mentioned kids a couple of times? What are some of the things that you're noticing or hearing about kids? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've noticed, and I've noticed this for quite a few years, you know, since I started to become aware and since I activated my psychic abilities and seeing the multidimensional body. Children are incredibly, um, I mean, they are incredible. Just energetically, their entire multidimensional body is active. It's, it's totally present. And as they grow older and older, you can see their light dimming and dimming and dimming in most cases, unfortunately. And it's usually when they hit puberty, you know, that is, is when children are most heavily manipulated and they're manipulated unfortunately by the entertainment industry mm. like music um you know it keeps them in the sexual survival system it really just locks them in there at that age and and it, they do so through video games as well you know all these things that you know and, and and the more and more that we understand you know how that dims their light because they now forget their consciousness they forget their abilities their imagination goes out the window. They now become this, you know, automaton that's just reacting based on its unfortunate hormonal things that it doesn't even understand at that moment. So the inversion of sexual energy, anytime that there is an inversion or a misuse of that energy, that's when the human body energetically begins to destruct, self-destruct in itself, in its multidimensional body. So this, the one thing I would suggest is sex education is really important. Now, even for us adults, we're just learning, you know, what, is it, what does it mean to have conscious interactions and intimate moments with our partners? So this is something that societally we need to start educating, you know. 
but it plays such an immense role in awakening, in ascension, in activation of DNA. The other part is children that are special, the children that are from the spectrum particularly are incredible. These are the children that are coming in that have special gifts and abilities that are pulling our civilization forward. We don't really understand how valuable they are, but that genetic code that they hold within them has larger strands of DNA activated. And a lot of times they're like savants. A lot of times they're incredibly amazing in certain key areas. And those key areas are designed for them to channel important information that is required for the collective. So any of you parents that have children that are special in any, in any sense of the word of, in those states, mental states, you need to really help, it, help them hold space for them. And the more you understand these holographic DNA and the systems that we're dealing with, the more you can support them, you know, because they really are our future. And a lot of the kids that are coming in, um, a lot of kids with blue eyes have been coming in over the past, um, I would say probably three to four years. Children that are coming more with blue eyes, even if it's not in their, you know, in their genes, these are children that also have really advanced genetic code. Um, so we need to pay attention to that. They're very wide awake. They're very aware of their emotions. They, you know, they're not in, in the mood to wear masks or to be lying about things. They're just in there. It's amazing. They're embody that in that authenticity. So we need to learn from them and really check ourselves as adults so that we can begin to support these, this next generation. I, I think I can leave it there unless you want to talk more about actual hybrid children. Yes, I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's go into that. But but you mentioned blue eyes. So yeah, yeah. is there any connection with why blue eyes? You know, well, it is a complex it is a complex thing, uh, but it's a little bit different from the idea of when we talk about the conception of life on this planet, there are specific bloodlines that have been preserved historically in order to maintain information within those small groups that have now manifested into those that are in control and in power of the matrix. Our entire world is run by 147 companies. These 147 companies are owned by very small family groups. And those small family groups are the product and descendants of these heavily preserved bloodlines historically. So a lot of features of those bloodlines play a role in the information that these families are privy to and what they're able to manage and master. But aside from that, we are descendants of that. What's happening now is that a lot of our DNA has been suppressed and deactivated to keep us in suppression. But now the children that are coming in because of the alterations, genetic modifications that are happening etherically and terrestrially, the children are now coming in without the suppression of that DNA. And so it expresses itself in different ways. Children are coming in with different hair colors. And it's interesting because it's, it's strange hair colors. Like I see children with this incredibly beautiful, like rose gold hair and they're not dyed. It's natural, natural hairs, natural features, really large eyes, very, uh, you know, strange uh, features in their body. 
beautiful uh, children. And it is it really speaks to the evolution of our humankind, that our, our race is evolving in a way that the brain is becoming more active, more developed in order to support this uh, next step vibrationally. The blue eyes are, are a part of that. They have unlocked, it has to do with the genetic code and what they're unlocking in their code. But it also has to do with the consciousness that is embodied in these children. There is a certain connection with the mother groups that are creating that genetic alteration, whether they are Pleiadian, Arturian, or some of these higher vibration manifestations. They are basically informing that DNA. And these are the children that are coming in. Mm, okay. So the blue eyes aren't connected to like a certain star family anything like that it's just that well yeah it is it is in a way because okay. the, the pleiadians and the arturians uh or some of these high vibrations see i don't want to say names because i think there are thousands of, of races that we don't even know right we just keep using these names but these specific high vibration uh agendas in the hybridization that are creating the children are playing a role and the blue eyes are an expression of that they are coming into our, our human race. So they are genetically modified by those races. Yes. I want to know if anything special with hazel eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes look blue, actually. Yeah, um, they change. They change blue to green. So there you go. There yeah. you go. So you got a lot of DNA that's activating. So that's yeah. really great. Um, hazel. You know what all... I'm wearing as well. <laughs> Right, right. Mm -hmm. Well, our eyes, our physical expression is an expression of the inside. So we have the ability of changing also our features through the work that we do. So I think the colors, you know, when I, when I studied the, the color of the eyes, you know, genetically, it's interesting because, well, I don't want to get into this, but it's a study, a new study that I'm kind of reviewing about how RH negative blood types have evolved and how that RH negative plays a huge role in contactees and experiencers how they seem to remember their contact more than any of the other blood types. Gotcha. I, and that I, is I don't, interesting. yeah, I don't think it's just that only RH negatives are special and utilized. I think that they are the ones that remember their contact and they have more strands of their genetic code activated. They tend to be more psychic. They tend to be more of this. And where is the origin of that is in, in Spain, in the Basque region, right? In northern Spain, which is interesting because if you look at the evolutionary lineages that have gone stemmed from there, there are specific families that have landed in the Basque that they are descendants of these uh, Christ Magdalene lineages, right? That go all the way back to the main uh, Enki you know, that go all the way back to those Anunnaki lineages. So I think that they are descendants of these really massive lines mm. um, of information. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the hybrid children. So you have some information as well on that. I mean, there's probably a ton. You could probably have a whole video just talking about that. <laughs> yeah, hybrid children is a really, really, really great topic because a lot of men and women are experiencing it now. I mean, I, I was a part of these uh, documentaries, several shows about the hybridization program. 
And every hybrid mother I meet or father, it's the same thing. You know, they could, they're shown, and, and there's a process to the hybridization program. They go through the in, implantation for the artificial intelligence or implants. There's the insemination. There's the gestation, the extraction, or, you know, the gestation, the extraction, and then the presentation. So it's a part of a specific system that's designed. And I hear this time and time again, the women all of a sudden are waking up with these dreams that they met children so vivid, realer than real life, or having these conscious physical experiences where they're taken on board craft, you know? So uh, we've been hearing this for a very long time. And I think a lot of people around the world are feel pretty comfortable with the topic that there is life out there. I think it's just, uh, heavy programming that we think that you know it's not happening or that it's taboo to talk about it but the hybrids are essential to our understanding who we are how powerful we are what we're here to do but it's not all of it it's just one part i think now for the hybrid children so now are these hybrid children that are here today or is these hybrid children that are somewhere else yeah. And also, how, how do they come to Earth? Are they coming in through the mother or they're because I know in one of your videos, you was talking about like how they're kind of like raised in like on ships and, you know, and not even your video. There's other, another video where the children, the hybrid children are raised on another planet as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you got to look at it this way. I have 24 hybrid children. OK, that I know of. Um, and I mean, I've, I've met women that have up to 120, you know, children. Wow. So, yeah, so this, this, these programs, there are several agendas. I don't know if it's one agenda and they all come in different colors, um, including the terrestrial agenda. But what I have, what I have discovered in my research and through my personal experiences is that the terrestrial agenda is managed through the draconian lineage directly. The draconian lineage is the one that manages the nuclear biological warfare department of the united states and of course the global government and is the one that implements these kinds of genetic modifications programs you know and that kind of plays a role in my lab and why people are having my lab why people are being taken for mk ultra programs being utilized and weaponized like this all of that plays a part in this hybridization because it's all about the same thing the genetic code whether it's activated or deactivated and what we see by the M mk ultra programs is that if we activate our dna we can become superhumans like these incredible warrior type beings um, but the other side of that is these other agendas that are led by the greys by the pleiadians by all these races out there um, I don't know if they're separate. And the reason why I don't know that is because when you look at it from the highest level, to me, the exchange is the same. They are taking genetic information and they're creating life. Some people are aware of that and the contractual agreement that they made to do it. And some people have not become aware of their agreement to do that. And that causes a tremendous amount of suffering and disassociation with their human life. So it, a part of me feels like it's quite parasitic in some ways, but in other ways, you know, we look at the other side of that, of what the product is. Some of these children are taken on board craft, these crafts in which they are, some of them don't even grow up. 
they stay as children the entire existence. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and the reason for that is our understanding of children. They have their energy centers completely open, so they're utilized for that. You know, they are trained, they teach, they train, they do all these incredible things. And we are not obviously the only earth that's being populated and hybridized. I mean, there are thousands. I mean, we live millions, you know, there's millions and millions of life, life stars in our universe. And there are many of these programs that are being carried out. So the ultimate goal is the prolonging of the soul being connected to this matrix. That's what it is. The other part of the hybridization program is the children that are being born on our planet. And the hybrid mothers, it's not going to be the same hybrid mother. It has to do with the lineage of information, the bloodline. Usually they're inserted in a familiar bloodline that's closest to the ascendants. Okay? And so the children that come into that bloodline, they are very special children. You know, we see that. Um, contact is brought down in families so i'm a contactee my mother her sisters grandmother you know so on and so forth and on my father's side as well and none of that was spoken of until i came public with my contact so you know and i'm just a regular family you know so how many of us in the world have had contact that we don't talk about that we're fearful to discuss i think our entire human race has been involved on some level in these kinds of programs how did you know you was an abductee was that from the hypnosis session or was that from something else no um when i had this conscious experience in 2013 um, I was just sleeping in my bed one night and all of a sudden an incredible bright light came into my room. Um, I thought it was someone was breaking in and I live in a very quiet suburban kind of neighborhood. So I wait for a little bit. I wait, you know, I get out of bed and I look at my phone and it's exactly 3.33 in the morning. <laughs> so, you know, it's so funny and there's so much to that um, that I talk yeah, about. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Years ago, that's when like two day. it was like two nights in a row. It was wow. around 3.30, woke up in the middle of the night, and that's when all the ideas, you know, was started coming in for like multiple mm -hmm. projects. There you go. It's amazing. It's amazing. There really is something to that. And there is. There's psychologically, biologically, many aspects to that. But it turns out that I, I you know, I wait for a little bit and I go to my window and my blinds are closed and yet my entire room is illuminated with this light so i'm pulling the blinds down and as i'm looking outside looking at the light the light is so bright it's like the sun that it begins to burn my face and as i'm looking i can't make out the origin but my body paralyzes right there in the conscious and i am pulled from my window outside on top of my garage roof right outside my window and next thing I know, from this white light, these incredible six beings begin to come forward. And, you know, it was just terrifying because I've never imagined even something like this, never even thought of something like this. I didn't watch sci-fi films, so I've never watched any of those alien movies before. Um, so looking at this was just surreal. And as one of them approaches me, he waves his hand and all the terror leaves my body immediately and brings me on board the craft the, the other five walk ahead he brings me on board the craft 
brought inside, I'm looking at the craft, all of its technology, all of this incredible design, it is more like a plasma, like an energy, it's not like an actual metal. And I'm, as I feel stepping into the cold craft, um, I'm bent, it's, it's like a lenticular thing that has two hallways that go in, in each direction. I'm going to the left and they begin to create this holographic thing all around me where it looks like green grass and a blue sky, but it looks very fake. Oh, uh, so maybe they have to keep you calm or something? Yeah, you know, I mean, what I think is that they were trying to kind of conceal the things that were around me and distract me from what I was looking at and um, probably to not scare me anymore from mm -hmm. what I was, but, but it was obvious that I was completely conscious and awake and they knew that and they knew that and they were okay with that that was part which is strange because that's not normally when the contact experiences that i hear from my from my clients is that you know they are surprised when they realize that the person is awake and conscious so this was a very conscious and deliberate kind of contact and as i'm brought into a room i turn around and i see two grays and my aunt my aunt is in her pajamas walking directly in front of me and I mean, I become horrified and I'm like, what is she doing here? And I want to call her name. I can't call her name and everything disappears. And then uh, I'm in this room inside the craft. It's a very spherical kind of lenticular type room. And there are these three grays with this incredible holographic projection prism in front of me. And they begin to show me some information. They begin to show me some alien language. And this language is start to show me some kind of pictures in my mind when I relax, when I stop trying to analyze what I'm seeing, pictures. And it's like a universal communication mm. that includes myself and the whole. And it's just these shapes and forms that I've never seen before. And um, they then direct me back into, I mean, this is very, this I'm shortening the details of this because there's much more things that are very interesting about this. And I'm writing them in my book that I will be okay. publishing. But um, just to kind of get to the to what happened is that from the prism, they began to show me eight white lights and they these white lights manifested into these children. And, you know, that's where I met the child for the first time. They also took me to the Pleiades, to the planet Maya, and they said that I was there and I was doing work similar to what I do now, speaking in front of groups. And they introduced me to... All comes back around, huh? <laughs> it, you know, and, and back then, I didn't even, I couldn't imagine. If you spoke to me seven years ago, I would have never imagined I'd be doing what I'm doing today. Ever, ever. You know, so it really, it changed my life. You know, and as, as a result of that, I mean, especially the hybrid children and the activation of my abilities... To me, that was my proof because even that next morning, I wanted to call. I, I found myself upside down on my bed at six and six fifteen in the morning, and I'm like, "Who do I call? I need to call nine one one, talk to the police. I was literally taken, or I need to call the hospital so I could figure out how to get hold of my children. Like, really, this is like your human mind not knowing what to do, right? And after a while, it just felt like so ridiculous. Like, are you really going to tell them that there were these beings that just came to you right now? And um, it was an emotional moment, you know, really feeling just lost, not sure what to do. Um, and it wasn't until that Monday that as I go to work and I'm at my office that I can see her body, feel her body of my client, everything. And I couldn't leave my house for like 
I mean, it was like three months after that. I couldn't leave my house. Oh, like you was very sensitive? Extremely, extremely sensitive. Everything, it felt painful to be in places because I was just sensitive to people's emotions and energies. So that's kind of what happened. But to me, that activation was the proof that I had experienced what I had. Because otherwise, you know, I could have, I could have been like, maybe that was a really powerful dream or a very powerful thing. You know, but I, I had marks on my body. I have these three dots on my arm as a result of that. And in addition to other physical things, like I had, I had like little gravel on my feet of my, my little roof that's, you know, over the garage and my pajamas were dirty. Like, you know, literally I left the house that evening. So yeah, it was a, it was a life-changing experience, but that's where I had the conscious contact. And later on, I started to, to understand why I had become pregnant without being partnered couple times in my life why i had these incredibly powerful miscarriages that had no fetus you know and i started to understand the lights the missing time in my life and i was able to understand the contact it was lifelong you know not just that one time wow so you're writing a book so whenever that book is produced uh, if you send me a link i can add yeah. this video you know you. in case anybody's interested in a book to hear more about her story so did you find out, I don't know if you don't want to keep this top secret, but did you ever find out why they were doing what they were doing? Like why for the hybrid kids? Yes, uh, you know, but again, again, you know, I think I, I reached levels of understanding and seeing things that transcend our ability to even comprehend. I mean, our human minds cannot comprehend the level of, of complexities of our universe, you know. So at some point, it's kind of like I took a break and was like, okay, that's enough information. Let me deal with this and we'll, you know, continue moving forward. But when it comes to the hybridization program, as I mentioned, you know, we can look at it many different ways. We can look at it like it's the ascension of the human race, or we can look beyond that at the fact that we are infinite co-creators. We are infinite beings and within the genetic code or the the output of this hologram is information that can create all possible life forms and that basically means that we're not married to any specific physical limitation or form we are all of it and we can also be none of it and that kind of freedom that free will that level of activation of consciousness is what allows us to be able to travel and experience other potential creations. You know, we're experiencing the three-dimensional plane. There are other potential dimensions that we can also experience. So that's kind of where our power of consciousness transcends the physical. And so I think that these hybrids are created to maintain the human soul as fragmented as possible within the matrix. A result of that, a side effect of that, is that there is evolved species that is also moving all of the organisms that are manifested in this life form forward in a sense it is living that dance of evolution the rejection of consciousness and those that want to be conscious it's that dualistic expression and i feel that that's natural you know it sounds like it's more positive if anything like sometimes Um, tv it's like oh it's you know they're taking our kids they're taking our eggs out sperm and all that (laughs) creating hybrids to go and replace us but 
sounds like it's to help us evolve in a way. Yeah, there's no replacement. I think that we are one. So the more we understand that we're one, the easier it'll be to understand the hybridization program. Well, we could switch gears a little bit. So in the two communities that I was talking about earlier, so you kind of have like the light worker community, and then you also have like the conspiracy rabbit hole community. So there's this thing with the Great Awakening. Is there anything that's connected to the Great Awakening to what is happening for the new earth? Is there any connection? Absolutely. I mean, I think those things go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the Great Awakening is is the new earth, if you, if you want to call it the new earth. Perfect. Our, our activation of consciousness is that, what we're co-creating. Yeah. Nice. The reason why I bring it up is because I noticed there's terms in both channels. So like, mm. in the end, God wins, uh, dark to light. You hear that a lot, you know, Yes, yes. nothing yeah. can stop the light. <clears throat> you need to go through the, the darkness to get to the light and so on. Now, I was watching one of your videos and you brought up zero point. Is that anything connected to zero day or is that totally different? I didn't know what I, zero point was. Yeah, I don't actually know what zero day is. Okay. So I'm, I'm not sure what that is. But when I talk about zero point, I'm talking about the neutral point that we have the ability of entering into that place of non-judgment, that place in which we can access unconditional love and that place where wow. we see everything as a part of ourselves instead of separate. That is the point that the human now has activated their abilities on all levels. And this is also that point of singularity as well. This is where that consciousness becomes aware of itself, of that consciousness. So it's incredibly important. And we want to try to reach that point of neutrality as much as possible, you know, through our healing, through our awakening. That's the, the goal, you know. Interesting. Okay. Because when you brought up zero point, I'm like, is this the same as zero day that they're talking well, what about? What is zero day? Yeah. What I understand is like the start of the beginning of a new beginning. Um, mm. Perfect example would be that someone's resigning from New York governorship. And so they call that zero day, you know, <laughs> around this time. So don't quote me on the exact day if you follow all that stuff. But it was very interesting that either today or yesterday it was it was called zero day oh that's kind of like the beginning of a new era kind of yeah so. well i mean i i would kind of relate that you know uh to this idea of zero point because i mean it is it's our new day and it is every time that we enter that it is like a new day it is like a rebirth it is like potential opportunities available for creation for the human so if we bring it back to ourselves i think it's really empowering yeah wow all right interesting <laughs> it's it's weird how and, and awesome how it all connects yes, yes so we talked about the great awakening now there's this other thing called the great reset and mm -hmm. you know some people fear it some people want it some people don't even know what to do with it but for the great reset would you think that's more for the new earth or is that more for the new world order I think it's for everyone involved. It's for everyone uh, involved because, you know, they're... <laughs> what, is, what is that? I said someone else said the same thing. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to affect everything, right? Because we 
even though we're working hard to wake up, there's still many parts of us that are very codependent on systems. And there are things that we don't realize. I mean, we are living our lives and, and, and really, you know, to what level are we really aware that we're not dependent on these systems? When we become aware is when they begin to go away. You know, when those systems that we've been depending on now no longer help or are there to support us, that's when a lot of people are going to go into panic. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't prepare for this part. I wasn't ready for this. Um, I wasn't ready to be closer to nature or I wasn't ready to be independent and make my own food or have my own waters or things like this or keep a strong mind, you know, for the changes that are coming. So I think that the Great Reset has, it's a double-sided blade per se, right? Because okay. the system itself is destructing because it's no longer sustainable. Because like I mentioned, all that dark stuff that's coming up to the surface as, as above, so below, as within, without, it's happening to our systems. All the things that were parasitic are starting to come to light and that gives human race a choice to decide, do you want to participate in that or you don't want to participate in that? And when that happens, they now lo no longer have that support, so they have to readjust. And the system will be going through a major readjustment. We're looking at real estate, you know, financial systems, our government, our education, our healthcare system. All of them are readjusting. They have a very clear agenda in mind, but we also have to understand what the end goal is. The end goal is that we understand our, our ability to come into a, sovereign, a sovereignty in which we can govern ourselves and be self-sustainable on all platforms, on all of those platforms mentioned and more. And that is where the human has to take that into consideration and understand all the implications involved in that and prepare themselves from the inside out. So this readjustment is affecting everything. And a lot of people are moving, like they're relocating to different places. And I think that the purpose of that energetically is that we're kind of like moving into the right place where we need to be doing our work, whether it's we're changing careers or families or friends or partners. We're being called to step up, you know, to do the work that we're here to do. It's time to do our healing to ourselves, to others, to create community this community consciousness, this conscious networks of families that are coming together, that's the next generation. Mm. And all of that is very organic. It's in nature. It's connected to earth. It's connected to nature. It's not dependent on technology because there's a reason why this reset, you know, this kind of uh, lockdown has made everything virtual. Because if it's virtual, you need to have certain equipment to depend on those virtual things, whether it's survival. Because right now we're going to see a crash in the economy. We're going to see unemployment's going up. All the assist, all the all the services that were, you know, uh, utilizing the majority of of our. Unfortunately, the the people that supported those jobs are the ones that need it the most. You know, who's going to support them financially? Are we already incredibly in debt, you know, our country? And mm -hmm. so are other countries. It's the same thing, you know. Some of these countries that are more third world are actually going to be experiencing very hard times, but they also have already been working on creating self-sustaining systems for always because they know that they can't depend on anything else. So we're going to have to look to them to learn how to do some of these things, you know. Right. Um, yeah. So a lot's changing. Yeah, you mentioned that. I think I forgot what country it is. Maybe Brazil or one of the other 
countries in South America, but they were more in line with not being so tied up on gasoline, for example, mm, you know, mm-hmm. like more oh, yeah. electric vehicles or other fuel alternatives. So they're right. going to have a different experience than what someone else will. And I thought that was interesting. So it made me think of that when you was talking about that. And you answered two of my other questions because I was going <laughs> to ask you what systems need to change and what system needs to fall for this to happen. Yeah, I would say all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all of these little parasitic businesses and systems need to fall. Um, you know, and, you know, it's not to say that everyone involved in those systems are negative. Of course not, you know. It's just that the Great Awakening means just that. We're, we're snapping out of that hypnosis so that we can understand the impact of our choices. Um, you know, and without that awareness, like, you're just going to keep sleeping. So all of that dirty stuff, if we keep sleeping, you're going to be, you're going to have a rude awakening. So, you know, open your eyes, understand what role you're playing, you know, and this has to do with everything, where we're storing our money, you know, where, what companies we're uh, supporting with our dollars, all of that plays an important role. Wow. Interesting. So in your session, in case someone's interested, so you mentioned money, have you seen like what the future would be like? with money in the markets and everything else. Yeah, you, you know, crash, but what will happen going forward? Well, what I saw, what I was shown several times in different sessions is that we're going into a virtual world. We're definitely going to a virtual world where there will not be money anymore like, you know, actual tangible money. Everything will be uh and and the systems that are wanting to be in place now are systems that have been exercised in china for example in which everything is a virtual system of regulation and uh surveillance right we have like china that has the camera system where it's literally rating each citizen on their behavior their credit their health their choices and consumerism so that is where we're headed and many of the countries in our world have already been copying that design and it's the next step that's occurring here with uh you know the uh, v uh, that is occurring in the world that is going to be the next step because that's also going to be a virtual checking system whether you receive it or not and we already see it i mean i i predicted that like last year when it first happened i knew that that was the next step and here we are it's happening. Right? It's like so a no-brainer have... in a way. Like, yeah, yeah. you're really not going to stop. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's not. Right now we're in the tippy-toe steps. Right now it's a little barcode. Next thing it's going to be a little scanner code. Next thing is going to be this virtual thing. Next thing is going to be a chip potentially or something virtual that will facilitate the movement of that kind of massive amounts of data quickly. You know, and that's kind of where we're going. Everything's speeding up vibrationally, energetically, and these systems are also speeding up in their function, right? So everything has to become, that, that that's vibrational frequency. The heavier it is, the slower it is, the more material it is, the more higher frequency it is, it also turns into lighter frequency, fluid, more information. It's, it's about for information and vibration. So we're going into the age of exchange of information. Human has to be aware what information they're putting out there those of you that are not on social media you're great you're one step ahead you know i've been using social media for my business but i I always want to stop using it but you know how else do you connect i think there are new platforms that are being created now so that's good but i think it's only a matter of time before they get bought out by these bigger companies and 
my hope is that, you know, some of these companies stay strong in not getting bought out and keeping the privacy of that intercommunication. Right. Because otherwise, we're going to have to start using our telepathic <laughs> abilities really quickly, you know. That might be what they want us to do, you know. <laughs> I hope so. I think so. And I hope so. Because there are children that are already have been trained in these kinds of things. Uh, so it is our potential. It is our potential future. Perfect. You mentioned us being more virtual. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, you have to look at it the way I look at it from energetically. I, I mean, I've been living in the virtual world per se for a very long time. Right. And those of you that are psychic and more connected to your psychic abilities, you've been living in that world and you've been learning how to master yourself in that world for a long time. So I think it's only a matter of time that we all begin to tune into that, really, truly. All of the studies that have been done on brain waves and you know, testing meditation and how the brain matter is growing, all of that plays an important role in the evolution of man's technology. You know, So that's the technology that we have to focus on practicing and developing. Um, but I think that it is a good thing in that we need to step up our virtual technology uh, and pull, gotcha. pull away from the technology that is making us codependent. We should not depend on anything external. That's the thing. So notice, like, how many of our kids are going to have a problem when, you know, they're their cell phone doesn't work anymore or when they don't have connection to that they're not going to know <laughs> yeah they're not going to know how to interact with one another how to have conversations so we have to deal we're going to have to deal with that in our generations that we're raising now and hopefully more conscious parents are focusing on that and i think they are i mean you could you can look at bill gates's children they are not on technology because they know that this is a systematic programming that is working to indoctrinate and to hypnotize little by little our, you know, the children. So, yeah. Well, we could change gears just a little bit. Hear this term, the wave of light. Do you have anything on that? Anything? Um, well, I, I haven't necessarily heard that term uh, directly or know where it originates from. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's pretty much the same thing that we're talking about here. And I'm, I'm hoping yeah. it is, which is that we are that light. Just the way that I saw in my hypnotherapy, this red fog coming through our current timeline. There's also this white light, the source, the embodiment of source. We are the embodiment and so when we connect to source we embody that that's the light so we need to grow our light right now i'm doing a 30-day challenge to grow your inner light so i'm tackling every possible technique to help you enhance your anchoring of your source connection basically so okay yeah and what's that, like a course, an online course? or It's just, it's free. It's on my YouTube channel. I do a, a, a practice every single day. You can join uh -huh. me. I'll be doing one today after our, our, our chat. And uh, you just work with me. I mean, it's been great. We've had about 500 attendees uh, each day that come in, that do mm -hmm. the work with me. And we are little by little deprogramming, activating, activating D DNA, little by little. Interesting. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I like the sound of that, and I'll leave a link in the description. Oh, thank if, you. Yes. For the people listening, you might miss this session per se, but it sounds like you're going to have more anyway coming yes. up. Well, we're doing pretty good, so great information is coming through. Thank you. And you answered all the questions amazingly. So Thank you. Thank you for asking such awesome questions. Really, yep. truly, thank you. And if we could change gears or change subject just a little bit, 
So what led me down this avenue or this rabbit hole, you could say, is that my interest in Atlantis. So is there any connection with Atlantis to what is going on nowadays? And is there any connection with Atlantis that is for the future? Wow, that's a really interesting question. You know, the way I look at Atlantis is that we are living in a a simultaneous timeline with the existence of Atlantis, you know, Mm -hmm. so a lot of us are tuning into that consciousness and tapping into the technologies that Atlantis had, which is, you know, more, uh, what should I say, holistic or more conscious of something that was more productive and well for whole rather than destructive so i think that's what we can learn from you know the atlantean beings and the civilization but the way i look at timelines again i don't tend to look at it linear so i think that mm-hmm. we are share we are in and out of all of these ancient civilizations and a lot of the energy of that atlantean consciousness is a lot on this west coast you know in this in this sphere here um, um, on the on on the east coast where we're having all these energies and these centers right. of of light that are becoming active the the earth has grid lines on the earth and when they are activated based on celestial movements it gives humans in that place with connected with those civilizations activations downloads a lot of our technology i think even tesla he was able to tap into some of this consciousness you know um and many of us we're talking about tesla in episode one (laughs) oh my gosh perfect there you go so um yeah so you know we we channel and that's why those of you that are beginning to channel into that higher information you know you need to get that out if you have a feeling like you got to do it like you got your download for projects that you're doing you got to do them don't ignore that voice i think that's that's really right but um that's all i can speak to that really perfect no that's great that's great now i forgot to ask you one question now this deals with you mentioned the reptilians in the future you know with all the changes the new earth uh upgrading of the dna what's going to be the reptilians involvement so the reptilians are a race that has evolved from the draconian lineage and play a role so all those evolution those races that have descended from the draconians go all the way down trickling down to the human so we are descendants of these lineages Mm. not only are we descendants but we actually within the body hold the functions that these descendants manifest like the reptilian brain for example the analytical mind the survival so these mechanisms are a direct result of the that dna within us okay so what's happening is that we are trying to deactivate in part part ways or i should say master that aspect of ourselves during this physical lifetime and activate higher parts of us in the same way that we're learning to control and manage our reptilian aspects it's it's the same thing we're controlling our bodies and our fear and our survival mode at the same time we're trying to reintegrate from the agendas that the reptilians are doing for example and there are many ranges of reptilians there are high vibration reptilians and low vibration so it's not so much about that name it's the consciousness and how it manifests so our relationship with each one of these consciousness groups that is our job that's what we need to focus on so our relationship with reptilian might be unique to us 
So we need to work on those parts. We have fragments we have incarnated in the reptilian lineage many times, mm. and now we're here, and that's expressed in our DNA. If our life stories are based on a lot of survival, pain, and suffering, there's a lot of reptilian and draconian DNA within us that we need to work on, that we need to heal. And it's not just ourselves, it's collectively. So actually, it, it plays a really big role in our ascension. And, wow, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Ooh, so that makes me wonder, so for Earth ex as an example, was the reptilians here first? Because you hear that once before, were the reptilians here first and then we came and, you know, did we mix with them or did they, we were here and they kind of like changed our DNA? Uh -huh. I don't know yeah. if you have any information about that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if we have, if our race originated in the draconians, all races, draconian, it's one of the oldest races, and then Lyrans and, you know, all of these races, they, we are descendants of them. So literally, you know, we, we, of course, we're living simultaneously in the time with the reptilians uh, manage the earth. Um, and we see that depicted in all civilizations, all ancient civilizations around the world. We see that in the Mayans. We see that in Peru, in Bolivia. We see that in ancient Egypt. So many ancient cultures in the world yes. depict yeah. the existence of these reptilian uh, lineages. So, again, I think it's simultaneous. They are here. They're having their own uh, experience on this planet Earth and other planets. Um, Hmm. Interesting. Food for thought. Absolutely <laughs> interesting. So, well, that is all the questions I can think of that he even took notes on. So, but nice. thank you very much. I do have two more questions, but that would be off camera. And okay. then, like I said, this is going to be episode two and it's the new earth versus the new world order series. And that's going to be on the playlist on my YouTube channel. And if you listen to this on a podcast, just keep in mind, that it's uh, New Earth versus NWO and the episode number. And I'm going to have Geraldine's YouTube channel, her website, and that session that I was talking about, uh, 133, that it was under hypnosis. So you can kind of get an idea of like what was going on the first go around. So you can have that information. <sighs> awesome. Was there Jason. anything? else that we should have talked about anything that was on on your no. mind honestly you covered such amazing topics and thank you thank you for you know interviewing and, and having me on this platform it's it's an honor thank you perfect, thank you for perfect. having me well yeah. thank you very much and for the watchers and the listeners i want you to have a very good night and take care and share this video some kind of which way because th i think this is very important information and, and this will resonate you know even if you can you know screenshot it to your cell phone and do a video clip and share it on your Instagram if there was a segment that was very interesting to you. Any little bit helps. So I just want to thank everybody and take care.